Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, a Calvary Chapel church. Yes, I walked into a Calvary Chapel, unsaved, lost as lost could be. And after a couple of weeks, I walked out born again. Only the Lord could do that. Completely transform a man's life and a man's family and the whole course of a man's, you know, the whole course and direction of a man's life. Unbelievable. Same thing can happen to you. Not just in a Calvary Chapel, although I am a little biased toward our family of churches, only for the sake of familiarity, you know, and friendships. Uh, most of my relationships and friendships are with Calvary Chapel pastors and so grateful for them. Uh, but I have friends in, uh, in many, many different uh, streams of the church, and I'm grateful for them all and looking forward to more. Uh, heaven is going to be filled with people of all, all tribes, tongues, and nations, which tells me not only different languages, different looks. I wonder you know how it's going to be do we keep those do we keep our uniqueness in heaven in the sense that uh you know i know that the the question always comes up do will we recognize people in heaven the answer of course is yes but how uh how will we recognize and i think we do get a picture of that as the first fruits of the resurrection jesus uh, jesus was recognizable as jesus after the resurrection in his glorified body so there's going to be some kind of one-to-one correspondent with who we are now and who we will then, except that it'll be glorified and glorious. Good stuff. I'm inviting you to give me a call, 303-690-3000. That's the number to dial. That's how you get on the air. It's good to be back with you. I was gone for a couple weeks. I had some ministry in Georgia, and then we had a little vacation uh, that uh, some time to get away when things are opening up. I mean, we were traveling before things were opening up, uh, but now that they are, it's just glorious to be able to go uh, again and begin to serve and begin to encourage and begin to meet up with pastors and people that have been isolated and withdrawn because of COVID. Uh, and man, let's run with the vision that the Lord has given to us. Let's not get caught up in all the drama and politics and trying to save our country. We need to save souls. God will deal with our country and our leaders. We can trust him. Uh, he'll deal with the leaders you agree with, and he'll deal with the re- leaders you don't agree with. The question is, is how will God deal with you? What will you present to him? I, I was really wrestling. I have been wrestling with this thought for a long time uh, since COVID, you know, because the, the, the church is so stinking divided. It ticks me off, really. It really angers me. Uh, that the church is so divided and that many pastors have replaced the gospel with some political message. And and I get it. I understand how politics and the Bible can coincide, but the Bible always informs politics, not the other way around. But I, what do you do with a verse like this? And maybe you have a contrary view. I'd love to hear it. 
What do you do with a truth like this? This is the Bible. Ready? I'm reading to you from the Bible, um, which preceded the Constitution. Um, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. That's from the New Living Translation. Here here it is in the New King James, which I typically use uh, uh, to teach from and study from. Titus chapter 3, Paul's telling young Titus, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that particular verse when you have uh, this rising up? Um, I know how I handle it. Um, I know how I've applied it. Uh, I know how I believe I'm teaching the congregation to apply it. Uh, and, but, but what do you think about it? What, what do you think? Just hearing it, letting the Holy Spirit just let it come out. I, I'm my responsibility. One of my responsibilities is to remind you to obey the authorities, and let me let me be clear about that. Until they tell you to do something that you that is sinful, you are under no obligation, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to uh, submit to a sinful order. However, you need to be ready to pay the price for your disobedience. That there is a price in the world for disobedience to their laws, right or wrong. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. And they, they were literally attempted murder upon their lives. And, and the whole narrative of what's reserved for us, these are just kiddos too, like teenagers, young people. The whole narrative of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that, hey man, in the fiery trials, God shows up, saves you, looses you, releases you, and you go back with a stronger testimony, and and he ends up, through their submission to the consequences, a testimony to Nebuchadnezzar, who ends up getting saved. That's just an important narrative you have to understand in the scriptures. Um, So what's your view on it? 303-690-3000. Phil in Aurora, Colorado, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so my question uh, is, uh, um, I'm thinking about this coming from evangelism. Um, yes. If uh, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Um, it's yes. kind of a silly example, but but couldn't he just say you have to just you take ten communions and then you're saved or something? You know. Um, right. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it a part of God's character that because He's so holy? that we have to be made holy like him, and he physically can't be in relationship with us until we're made holy like him through Jesus? Well, the broader answer to the question would start with uh, the this is the reason we would answer, or the way that we would answer a question, why X, Y, Z, we have to answer because God has ordained it that way. Like This was his divine prerogative and how he's chosen to relate to man and how it's been unfolded progressively through the Old Covenant to be filled, fulfilled in the New Covenant, that blood would be the atoning bridge between God and man. The blood in the Old Testament of the sacrifice would be a covering. The blood of the that points to the coming of Messiah, the Savior of the world, would then 
that his blood would then take away and cleanse us of our sins. God, we could be living a different life with a different Bible. With a di- God could have done it differently. He could have established any mode or mechanism for your forgiveness and mine any way he wanted. Uh, but th- the answer in specific is Jesus died on the cross because this was God's prescribed way of salvation. He could have prescribed any other way, but this was his way. I'll, I'll put it to you in a different way um, to to illustrate it on a simple level. It's totally simple, but if I asked you the question, why did you have to call to get your question answered? What would you say? Why did you have to call this radio station to get your question answered? So I could talk to you? I would even say because you chose to. That's uh, You chose to. You, you could have emailed me. Uh, you could have showed up at the building. You could have put a note under the door. Like you could have done a lot of different things. You could have texted on this particular program. You could have chosen a lot of different things, and we would have responded to it. Like we, you send an email, we'll answer the email. You send a text, we'll answer the text. But you chose to call, so that's where we are now. But you can see when I ask the question why, it's really not that complicated, is it? You chose to call, and that's your choice. And we responded to it, and so God chose a method, all a method to redeem and bring man back into relationship with Him, and we all respond to His choice. Okay, would you would you say that it's um, incorrect, or or that it is correct if I would say to someone, uh, well, because God is holy, and we can't be in full relationship with Him in heaven until we're made holy like Him through Jesus. That is an accurate statement. Yeah, that's accurate. That that the require you know you could even simplify that. The requirement of God is perfection. And, and the Bible says that many times that to be in the presence of God, you know, Jesus even said it in His ministry when He says, "You be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect," and that's the requirement. But the good news about that is that what God requires, God also provides. Um, very much like a father, you know, like uh, like a human father. A human father uh, would not choose to mess with his kids. What he requires from his kids, he provides from his kids, either training, money, whatever it is. If he requires something for his kids, he, he knows that he can also make it possible for his kids to comply because he's in relationship with them. So yes, yes. The second question, the second question after that general question would be then, what does God prescribe? And what you just described definitely would cover the prescription. What does God require? Perfection. What do we offer? Imperfection. How do we bridge the gap? The the substitutionary atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ, who took literally took the wrath of God upon Himself on our behalf, so that by faith we can be. Uh, covered by the blood of Jesus to be brought into a relationship with God. Okay, so in, in that way, I could say that he couldn't just say, okay, take 10 communions, and if you go to 10 communions and have communion, then you'll be able to go to heaven. He couldn't just prescribe have prescribed that, because that wouldn't make you holy. That, and, he, and he can't be in full relationship with somebody that is not holy. Well, are you asking that hypothetically, or are you asking that uh, biblically? Are you trying to I'm explain at, salvation? I'm tr- yeah, I'm at, well, I guess I think 
both, I suppose. I'm trying to just say this is why it has to be this way, because if he's fully holy and we're not, and would him just being in, in the full presence of us, you know, that are unholy, if we weren't made holy through Jesus, would that make him unholy? And so it has to I'm saying because of maybe because of his character, it had to be Jesus. It couldn't have been well, ten communions or something, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overcomplicate it. But, but since you use communion as an example, God has chosen to reconcile man to Himself through the cross, the death and resurrection of Jesus. It, he has chosen to reconcile man with Himself through the finished work, singular of Jesus Christ, not our works. So if he was, his prescription for salvation is not dependent upon whether you accomplish works well or not, whether you take communion, whether you do good deeds, you help someone across the street. It is not dependent because our works, the Bible declares in a different place, are like filthy rags. Our righteousness is nothing compared to the holiness of God. So in God's prescription, so you know, you begin to explain salvation to someone, uh, it is it is anything. It's it's like, uh, you know, and again, trying to bridge people's thinking because it, you're taking them way up to the top, and in order to get them to the top, you got to help them up the hill. And you think, hey, uh, I come, I I come over to your house. You invite me to your house, Phil. I come to your house, and you say, um, Ed, uh, in order to come into the kitchen, I require you to take off your shoes. Uh, and now I could say, well, why do you want? Why do I have to take off my shoes? And you're like, I. I don't need to explain it to you. I just do it. If you do it, everything's going to be fine. You don't need an explanation. Um, just take off your shoes. That's and I go. Wait a minute. That's not fair, Phil. Why do you do that? I, I like wearing my shoes. And you're like, No. This is my house. My rules. You want to enjoy fellowship with me. You want to come eat dinner with me. Take those shoes off. I mean, that's the simple answer for what you're asking. Um, God didn't say take off your shoes, skip, jump rope. Uh, you know, all these things. He just said, do this one thing and you will enjoy me. He made it super simple for us. And we take all this one thing and we start to complicate it by, um, well, you know, if you did this over here and you did this, you took communion and you, you know, but, but how do we know that we do it and how often do we need to do it? And what does that look like? So God took it all upon himself to not only require and provide the means of forgiveness, just like you would in your house. It's your house, so I play by your rules. And the world is God's house, and so we would make the wise choice to play by His rules. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I guess I guess it is a little bit hypothetical. The question is, or, or trying to get or get into the mind of God, as far as that He, this to say that this is the. All, I agree that it's only for Jesus, but I'm saying that it's. Uh, I was wondering if it's basically it almost would be because of who He is. That this had to be the mode of it, like because well, he is holy, he has to, had, we had to be made holy, and we can't be made holy without sacrifice, without the sacrifice of Jesus. Well, the answer to that is yes. His mo God's path of salvation is consistent with His character. God is love, uh, and because His because of His character, everything come even the whole plan of salvation is from and to His character. And we know that before the beginning, before the foundations of the world, God had chosen how he's going to redeem man out of his sovereignty and his foreknowledge and his omniscience. 
But yes, I think you can say definitively the pathway of salvation exists due to the character of God. That's an accurate statement. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that that helps me a lot. I was trying to struggle through that, so I appreciate it. Okay. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. I don't think I mentioned it. 303-690-3000. Text me if you like, 720-336-0897. We'll take your text questions there as well. Uh, prayer requests if you have them. Um, I want to remind you uh, that Grace FM and Hope FM and Truth FM are all listener-supported Christian radio stations that are owned by churches. And so we're not a major corporation. We're not a station that's going to beg you all day for money or take five days and have a special begging, asking, requesting time. Uh, We just want to give you the word and trust God to provide for our financial needs. One of the ways that he provides for our financial needs is you. He provides for his church, from his church, and to his church. And so giving to Grace FM or Hope FM or Truth FM, wherever you're listening, I want to encourage you to support the station uh, that w- to which you're listening to right now, uh, even on their app, on our app. For us, you know, you guys locally, it originates here in Colorado, Grace FM. Go to gracefm.com and set up a regular giving. Every amount matters. It doesn't matter, big or small. If you want to give a big gift that would both further the gospel and help you on your taxes and, and all the things, do it. Do it, do it, do it. It's better than giving it to the government. I know people go, well, you don't want to give with those kind of motives. Well, I mean, you don't want to give with those singular motives just to get a tax break, but not giving the money to the government is a wise choice. Uh, and supporting the gospel of Jesus Christ is a wise choice. So I want to invite you to give to Grace FM. Go to gracefm.com. If you're listening on Hope FM, I want you to give there. And Truth FM, I want you to give there. Uh, because we are dependent upon the, we're dependent upon the Lord, but like he provides and has provided for 10 years. Our church just, our, our station just turned 10 years old and every single need has been met. Uh, every bill has been paid. Uh, every upgrade. I mean, we still got some big upgrades, but we're not, we haven't done them yet. They're, they're going to happen. Uh, if, when the Lord, when, not if, when the Lord opens a door to buy buy a station in the Springs, or a bigger or a bigger station in the Springs or one in Canyon City, God will provide for that too. And he does through your giving. And I noticed recently that the Grace FM giving has been uh, steady, consistent. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you, are, um, you are a blessing to us. You are a blessing to us. We are, um, we are grateful for you. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, 303 I'm going to read you a text. It came to me personally, but I'm going to read it out loud. Uh, this is from our brother, Jason. I felt a burden last night because two, um, give me a call. I'm going to get back to calls, but I want to talk. I want to talk about life. That's one of the reasons I love doing this show because God really does work. Last night at Bible study, we have midweek Bible study. We gather together. We study a different book of the Bible, pray together. I love Wednesday nights. And last night, we got a couple texts, one from Jason, uh, who is an adult. Uh, I would say he's probably in his 30s, maybe his 40s, um, going through massive cancer treatment. And then we have John over here to my, Jason's way in the back. Like he is, he is like, 
uh, what's the word I want to use? Like his body is getting beat up with the chemo and all that, but he's still coming to church, man. He's like, I got to be in fellowship. So he shows up last night. He's a little slow, you know, in his walk and his gait, which is expected. And then to my right, about four or five rows back, I got John there. John had sent us a text that his uh, precious nine-year-old daughter, Madeline, and I have permission to use her name, Madeline uh, is in her third round of, of chemotherapy treatments for her cancer. So I just brought, you know, Madeline's at home resting, but I brought John up and I brought Jason up uh, up to the stage, we laid hands on him, prayed for them by faith. So Jason sent me a text right now. Uh, he um, he said, I'm nearly overwhelmed. While you were praying, and he's referring to last night, I hoped I was going to walk off that stage completely healed. And that's how we pray. That is how we pray. We believe God for healing. And so you have the faith of Jason, you have the faith of Ed, which is not bigger than a mustard seed, probably smaller. So he texted me and he said, right now, just came, just came in, nearly overwhelmed. While you were praying, I'd hope to going to walk off the stage completely healed. Next best thing, he has a surgery date confirmed in a couple weeks, um, which was a big deal as well. <laughs> so we'll take it as unto the Lord. And we rejoice with you, Jason, and we look forward to updates with um with with madeline and i know a couple other people going through treatments i don't have permission to share their name but i can think of them there's also a sister in the hospital today she had surgery this morning and i got feedback that she is um doing well and in recovery too so praise the lord for that give me a call 303-690-3000 up to brighton colorado jude welcome to the program hey ed how you doing good how are you I'm well, thank you. Um, I just had a quick question, or I, well, I, I just hope it's not a silly question. But okay. understanding that when Christ was resurrected, he had a new glorified heavenly body. Um, Correct. What, what then would we say happened to his earthly body? It was transformed. You know, he is a great picture of, okay. uh, the Bible calls him the first fruits of the resurrection. And so we know that the tomb was empty because Jesus' body was resurrected. And his resurrected body was changed. uh, And he became recognizable to those that knew him, showed himself to the disciples. And so the glorified body has a one-to-one correspondence with this body. And, And the scripture that really helps is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Um, Paul is describing the resurrected body, and he talks about how in 1 Corinthians 15 that that he says, uh, but some, this is 1 Corinthians 15, 35, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive until it dies, and what you sow, you you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. There's a kind of flesh of men, another of animals, another of fish. And he goes on, if you skip down, uh, so is also the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in incorruption, and then the same word, it, referring to the same body, is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, but it is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It is raised in power. 
it's sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. Um, there is a natural and there is a spiritual. And so it, I believe it has the same components. You know, all of our bodies will be resurrected into a glorified body. The big debate is when, you know, what's the timing of all that? For Jesus, it happened um, within, you know, when he, he within three days. Like, and we don't know, maybe the body was raised immediately, uh, you know, but he became the first fruits. And his body is, has a one-to-one correspondence to his earthly body, so much so, so much so that God reserved his wounds so that you could see them in heaven. Remember in Revelation, showing his wounds, you'll see he's a lamb that's been slain from the foundation of the earth. So there's something even about that body that, that God the Father has retained his wounds so that we would remember or celebrate or, or worship the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Wonderful explanation. I really appreciate you uh, answering that question for me. Um, That's a great question. And then on a final note, I, we, we, you and I have spoken a couple of times about my wife and us having a, a new baby. I just yes. wanted to give you a quick update. We're about 40 days away from him being born, and we picked the name Asher. Oh, congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, thank you very much. What, um, so my friend Jimmy, my what's what's Asher mean? My friend Jimmy Mor- or Jimmy Humphreys has a son named Asher. What does Asher mean in the Hebrew? Uh, you know? My understanding is it means happy or joy. Okay, let me look real quick here. Um, uh, let's see. Let me see here. Here, uh, 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 uh. Asher Jacob. What does his name mean? Oh, I see. I, I pop these questions on me, then I have to look it up. Um, um, I'm going to look it up while you hang up, and I'll take the next call. But I'll look it up, and uh, and I'll look in this one dictionary I have. Um, so you say joy. That's a great because you know there's a lot of different um, Hebrew names, uh, different meanings. So let me look real quick, and uh, I'll I'll mention it in a moment. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Ed. God bless. Bye bye. All right, let me look real quick here. I think I also have a friend in Amarillo, Texas, named Asher. Such a great brother in the Lord. Uh, Asher here is mentioned. And let's see. I am clicking through my tools. Of of course, Asher's second son to Jacob. um, And it means happy or blessed. Simple as that. There you go. You were right. Of course you were. Great name. Love it. 303-690-3000 is the number. And I think uh, happiness and blessing is a good thing to enjoy. 303-690-3000. Are you kidding me? The first half of the program is already up. So I'll just hold the calls. I don't want to interrupt by the break. We've got a minute or so left. Um, But I want to invite you. Give. Uh, I've already mentioned it, but I'll keep mentioning it. Uh, we don't receive because we don't ask. I'm asking you, give of your offerings, not your tithes, but your offerings to the local Christian radio station you're listening to right now. If you're listening right here on Grace FM, go to gracefm.com and sign up online. You could just set it up for recurring gifts and every amount matters. Trust me, every amount matters. Uh, whether one person gives a hundred bucks or 20 people give five bucks, doesn't matter. Every amount matters. It's all used for the kingdom. Uh, it all uses to pay the bills. It, it's used to save. If we have excess, we save it. 
for future projects when the prices go down or doors open. Uh, so if we invest it, we serve, we, we just helped a missionary get back from, um, from Brazil because of a tragedy in his family's life, and he flew back on an emergency. We just helped a church plant um, start. We're funding a trip to New Jersey. We're funding a trip to, we're helping fund a trip to New Jersey, mission trip to inner city Watts. Uh, we're funding a trip to Mexico. Uh, we're funding some leadership development. We just published a new book, another new book on pastoral leadership that we're not ready to, I mean, it's, it's live on Amazon if you want to get it. Um, it's a basic book of discipleship on how to be a better leader, how to be a better pastor, some simple things that I, along with the team, pastoral, pastoral team here, put together. That's on, um, it's available. We don't have them available at calvaryco.store yet because it's not printed, but we'll, we're getting them, going to come in the mail. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to today's program. Uh, we're back. I'm back. I've been gone for a couple weeks. I uh, did some ministry uh, development and encouragement in Georgia, in Buford, Georgia, a couple weeks ago. Such a glorious time. I love what Pastor Victor's doing with this team out there. Uh, and then we did some, uh, got got a few days away um, right after that. We had flown back, spent some ministry days here, and then went on a short vacation. I mean, we need a much longer vacation, but I am grateful to get whatever time the Lord will allow. So it's good to be back. It's good to be back on the air. It's good to be back teaching. We're teaching a series uh, post-COVID uh, on the family. And it's just so needed. Uh, I believe my heart is resonating with the heart of the spirit. I believe to teach our church how to live in these last days and not to be dramatic about it or, you know, over, overly, I believe me, I believe in the pre-trib uh, premillennial rapture that Jesus could come at any time. I believe in prophecy updates. I believe in the current events pointing to the coming of the Lord. Sometimes I think where I diverge, in all of that is how do you apply it because some people just get all and and again they're friends some of them are friends of mine they just get caught up in all the they stop at the that the prophecy updates and they forget what kind of people ought we to be in these last days we need to be busy about our father's business and i think sometimes you get so caught up in the maybe that's you listening right now you're like you're so caught up in the prophecy update that you and I, I my my friend pastor rob salvato he used an illustration in one of his messages recently and i cannot remember it but man was it great it was like you know you're caught up in the news are, are you a newspaper reporter or i don't remember what he said it was more like you're just so caught up in all the knowledge that you don't care about the people around you and oh look at the world and oh the vaccine and oh the government oh well. okay so i agree with all of that now what now what? You got to stop talking about it at some point and move into action. Um, that's why I really like if you, I know he's probably not as popular as some of the other folks, uh, but I really, really, really like what Pastor Ray Bentley is doing. Uh, and you can, uh, he's on Grace FM uh, sometime. Pastor Ray's from San Diego, uh, California. I really like what he's doing on his prophecy updates and his approach 
uh, very practical, very applicational. Ray Bentley, I'd encourage you to look him up. Um, also, want to encourage you to download our church app here, calvaryco.church. Go to your app store, put my name in it, Ed Taylor, and the app will come up. I was just looking at some stats today. We have over a million times the la- the app has been launched in over 10 million impressions. Imagine that, 10 million. That's just ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, and I'm looking at the graphs, and it just goes boom, right through, this, through the roof because that is the way people are communicating now. And so download the app and turn on notifications. We actually have like uh, eight different categories, I think, seven different categories you can sign up for. Youth, leadership, marriage, refresh, women, men, the store, if you want updates, you can turn it all in in your app. So download them. Let's go back to the phone lines, 303-690-3000. We're up to Jeremiah in Parker, Colorado. Jeremiah, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call, Ed. Um, I'm surprised you didn't skip me. Um, I wasn't sure where you were on the break. Um, I'm almost up to nine years in a marriage that's been pretty darn rough, and I I felt pretty darn lonely. And um, on May fifth, excuse me, May thirtieth, I I said something to her that um, I didn't mean, not not even close. And I even said I got to leave before I say something I don't mean. But I hurt her, and. Um, we, we really haven't talked much uh, at all in since May 30th. And uh, on the break, she actually just called me. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, I wanted I wanted you to you and everybody out there to pray for us. I know there's a lot of a lot of marriages that are uh, failing during coronavirus uh, shutdowns yes. and, uh, you know, a lot of marriages that are just struggling. And we're one that's struggling. And I, I don't want it to fail. You know, I, I love this woman and. Um, yes. you know, I, I've been talking to God more than ever. Unfortunately, it's good. usually when the bad times are and not the good times, but um, I, I could use your help in prayer, please. Father, I pray for Jeremiah today as he pleads for his wife and his marriage, um, seeing how challenging and difficult it has been and, and just things coming out of his mouth and all of it, Lord. I pray that you would help him, that you would do a work in restoration, um, not only on this argument, but the whole thing why there's distance, why there's separation, why there is lack of intimacy and companionship. Um, besides the fact that we're just human, we're failed men and women, we, we just continue to repetitively make the same sinful mistakes over and over again. I pray that you would break the cycle in Jeremiah's life and bring health and restoration into him, his marriage, his wife, his family, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey, boy, that was rather insightful. I didn't tell you some of the details, but boy, you hit me right on the mm. right on the target, man. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I, I want to make a recommendation for you. Um, okay. There's a book that we use here. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way. Married okay. and How to Stay That Way. I and I just like I just mentioned, I just started this series on the family. In twenty one years as a church, I've never done this before. I've always taught about these topics whenever book we're in, but I really felt, and you kind of spoke to it, so I'm glad that you waited because you spoke to it. It's, it, is, it has been heightened by COVID. It has been heightened by the restrictions and the challenges, but marriages, so many marriages are in crisis. They're hanging by a balance. They were hanging by a balance before COVID, but then COVID and all of those, that everything that relates to COVID uh, revealed 
and made things harder, sometimes even worse. And I just, I just believe that like you are, I want people to be in a position like you are. I know not everything's the way it should be, but God has your attention. And, and when God has someone's attention in the marriage, even just one, I mean, he can, he can rescue a marriage with two willing people, but the process can begin with one willing person. And, and so I just taught on this and I recommended this book. We, we buy it by the case here. Uh, and it's uh, from a friend of mine. He's a Calvary Chapel pastor in Northern California. Uh, just so good and so encouraging. Married and how to stay that way. The author is Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. Thank you. What time is your bookstore open tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. It is open um, business hours. So here's how you do that, because it's not open like to peruse. What you what you need to do is go to calvaryco.store okay. and... Order it there, pay for it there, and then click the button that says pick up, and then they'll tell you when it's ready to pick up, and then you can just come in, because the store's really technically not open, because um, we don't have anybody running it, but you can. it is open oh. if you order it online, and then just pick it up. They'll have it ready for you when they give you the email to pick it up. Ed, thank you so much. Praise God. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I think all you marriages out there that are hanging by balance, you know, let Jeremiah uh, speak to uh, to you, that, like you're not alone. Um, you know, we've only done two studies so far I, I, uh, in this series, one on the choices you make and the next on the on marriage. This week, it's wives. On Father's Day, it's dads, or excuse me, husbands. And we're just going to let the Bible say what it says so that the Holy Spirit can take the truth of God's word and change us. That's just it. Um, and, and if we don't change, then our hearts are going to be, become harder and harder. And then when you have two hard hearts, you have divorce. Or if not divorce, you have a miserable existence. And, and you can hear, you know, Jeremiah was probably really upset on that moment, said something really hurtful, didn't mean it, but he said it anyway, and I regret it. And it's just a constant tension. Um, so I want to encourage you guys. Uh, we should have more books in stock because we sold out. I took them all out of my office because I have them in my office closet too. I have a, a a stash of books that I give to crisis counseling if I have if I need to. So I took them all out of my office and put them in the in the bookstore. And I know they were ordering more. It's married and how to stay that way. And of course, that series of studies that I just mentioned is on our app, free as as well as the conference that Pastor Steve did here at Calvary Church a few years ago. We're going to have to bring them back. Uh, we're going to do another big marriage conference because uh, we want to rescue, help you rescue your marriage. So I believe God hears our prayers. Uh, open lines. Give me a call. 303-690-3000. I apologize for my squeaky chair. Uh, I know you can hear it in the background. I need to fix it somehow. I, I don't quite know how, but I'll figure it out. Uh, so please forgive me. Vanessa, Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm, I'm calling today. I, I really need prayer from my husband. Um, he's been battling with drug addiction for a very long time. Okay. And within the last five years, he's been sober. He's been doing amazing. Um, the last month or so, he's relapsed, and I just need prayer warriors. I need prayer okay. warriors to help. I need God to reveal himself to my husband so that he can get back to the place where he was. 
Father, we pray for Vanessa's husband right now. We pray, God, that you will um, deliver him from this bondage to alcohol, that you would deliver him, Lord, even in his mind where he, it's not just the physiological part of it, but it is the, um, it is the part where his mind just thinks he needs it, his mind likes it, his body likes it, but it's, it is, um, you know, absolutely um, destroying his life and everyone that loves him. And we just think back to multiple times uh, how you have delivered others. That gives us hope. Uh, and because you've done it in the past, we know you can do it today. And we pray that. I pray for Vanessa too, God, as she pleads for her husband and she stands in the gap. I pray that you will comfort her and encourage her and strengthen her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and I enjoy your show so much. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And here comes the text, WD-40. I actually know what that is. I just haven't used it yet. Here's another text coming in, 720-336-0897. Can you pray for my wife and me? We seem to fight all the time. And then a follow-up question was the book, Marion, How to Stay That Way. It's by Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. And you can go to our website and pick it up or wherever you get books. But if you're in town here, you can save on shipping and you could pick it up. Go to Calvary CO, that starts stands for Colorado, calvaryco.store. And our inventory is online. You can buy it there, pay for it there, and then click the button that says pick up at the church. And then they'll send you an email when it's ready to pick up. Everything's run by volunteers, so it's not like a major massive store like or an Amazon warehouse. or It's just a little room where we have books and, and a little area where we have. You can always visit. The bookstore is always open before and after services. So Wednesday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday mornings. Uh, but during the week, it's not open. Uh, it's open 24 hours a day online. And then I don't know what the turnaround is um, specifically. Um, but it's pretty quick. I, I, I know that when we had some uh, clothing, uh, we have Calvary Church clothing, and there was a really cool jacket there, and I wanted to get it before it sold out. So I ordered it, paid for it online, and then I clicked to pick it up at the church, and it took about a day to process. So um, they took care of it, no problem. And then it takes out of inventory, so somebody else can't buy it. But I know you probably don't care about all that stuff, but I'm pretty impressed by the leadership and the volunteers that are making all this happen. Uh, it, it's almost like I wish it happened before. So pick up the book, Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. Father, I pray for uh, this brother and his wife. They seem to fight all the time. Even as they're trying to be led by the Spirit, it's just been constant fighting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I pray that you would lubricate the tension and the friction and not only, I mean, uh, the prayer is that they would get on track to heal and get on track to learn how to communicate with one another, how to disagree with one another, how to uh, love one another unconditionally, how this brother could love his wife as Christ loved the church, and how this sister can submit to her husband as unto the Lord, and then both of them will be one in Christ, submitting to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Back on to the phone lines, Jody in Parker, Colorado. Jody, welcome to the program. 
Hi. I'm actually not Hi. in Parker right now, but okay. um, well. I I have a question. I have a couple of questions. So I recently got a divorce, unfortunately, after 34 years of marriage. Um, my husband divorced me, didn't have biblical grounds. The things in our marriage had gotten really, really bad, and we separated. Okay. And to my shock, he divorced me. And I have two questions. One is, you know, I've been pleading with him to reconcile, and he kind of just says, well, you know, you equate forgiveness with getting back together. And yes, I do, because I don't see how you, you know, stay divorced and say that I forgive you, but I don't want to be with you. So that's one question. And then how long do I pray for us to reconcile? You know, do I... Do I pray for a year? How long do I pray? Um, it's just really hard. He's put me in a position I never, you know, that that God never intended me to be in. So it's it's really difficult. I think I can um, answer the the previous the the last question first, and okay. that is, how long do you pray? You pray without ceasing. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know that any human can let you, can kind of tell you, okay, you know, pray for six months and then if anything change, nothing changes, then you're really not obligated. I, I really don't think that's a human decision. I really think that that is a spiritual decision that the Lord would give you. And okay. you pray and you just keep, because one of the things that's happening through the pain of this divorce is that you are, um, you know, you're coming to the Lord much more often. Uh, mm-hmm. You are... You know, you are pressing in, you're becoming like that persistent widow, um, you know, that comes and knocking, 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 knocking. And, and, and one of the uh, side benefits, if you will, is, is that you're becoming more desperate and close to the Lord. And that's a benefit, as much, even though it's coming through pain, it's a tremendous benefit in your life right now. Right. Um, in your pre, I didn't understand the first question. Could, could you repeat it or just form the question, the first one? Um, let's see if I remember. Um, well, I mean, I have so many. It's, it's just, it's really hard to know, you know, how to pray, um, how long to pray for reconciliation. Oh, I know what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my husband has said to me, you know, basically, I forgive you, um, for, you know, whatever it is. I, I don't know. Um, I guess because okay. things got really volatile before we got, you know, separated. But he's essentially saying, but I don't want to reconcile. I don't understand that. How can you forgive someone? And, I mean, it seems like in divorce, divorce is all about unforgiveness. So if there's forgiveness, I mean, wouldn't that be then to to try to reconcile? Does that make sense? It does make sense, and I think you do have a good point where real forgiveness will then leave a person open for reconciliation. Yes. Uh, it it doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation because reconciliation, of course, is two parties, and mm-hmm. we have two two parties that you have the for, the person forgiving, and you have the person that it needs to repent of some sort of sin, uh, and if there's repentance, there's a true genuine change on one side, and there's forgiveness, a true genuine change on the other side, that really does open the floodgates for reconcil- reconciliation to take place. Of course it's not automatic and that's what you're that's what you're seeing with your husband. 
what you're seeing mm-hmm. with your husband is that it requires a change of heart and a change of mind and a change of choices. He, he, he has to want to be reconciled. Uh, and it sounds like whatever excuses he comes up with, he just doesn't want it. And mm-hmm. you're going to find that, that all sorts of things will, will be, that, that there's, there's something deeper than what he's telling you in his heart, in his mind. There's some kind of root that's led him to the hard heart that he currently has that led him to divorce and his unwillingness to even take steps toward reconciliation. I mean, that that's what we're praying for. So what we're praying for in him is a soft heart mm-hmm. and that he would be willing to explore reconciliation. Like he, sometimes we ask for the whole thing. I was talking to a brother about this a few weeks ago and we asked for the whole thing. It's like, okay, now that we're reconciled, I just want to, I want to be married again. I want to be, um, and what we, what might be better in these times is I'm committed to celibacy. I'm committed to singleness. So I see how God works this out. And then, hey, do you, do you want to just go share a meal together? I'm, I, and I'm not even asking you to marry me again. Can we just have a meal together? Why don't you come over? I'll cook you my favorite dish, your, your favorite dish, I should say, or, and, and start perhaps the courting process again or start. But what happens is there's no help in this matter. Like you're asking for help, so it's going to help you. But like there's no help. So basically you keep asking, a person keeps asking the same question over and over again. And you keep getting and you keep getting the same answer. And if you really want reconciliation, which you do, maybe we can try asking different questions. So that, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not asking for it all right now. How about we just have a meal together? Let's just have... Let's just smile together and let's talk about our mutual interests. You guys have kids together? We do, and we have grandkids. grandkids? I mean, oh, we were married 34 years. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, I mean, there was like, addiction involved. And of course. So part of me wonders if, was God, is God protecting me from the life of, you know, living with an addict? I don't know. I mean, that's been the other thing is questioning, is God protecting me or... But if I can ask one more question that's been really confusing, does okay. God still see us as married? Are we still married in God's eyes, even though we've gone through a divorce now? Uh, he has abandoned you and divorced you, and I believe that God does not see you married anymore. Okay, okay. Well, the, I feel that, By the b- <laughs> biblical definition. However, you know, some people will hear that and say, well... You know, then I can, uh, I'm loosed and released, but I don't want to undermine your desire to reconcile. That is the, pri- that is God's highest. You know, God's highest is one man, one woman, one lifetime. Uh, right. And I know that we don't always live up to that, like, because we're sinful. We make, we continue to sin. We, we continue, like, I get that. But the, 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 the heart of God is for us to, to go to the top, not to settle for something that's less. But to mm-hmm. say no, I want God to do a miracle here. I'm I'm we- I'm willing to wait until He fully releases me, or whatever it might be. So I believe a, a, an abandonment where a guy says, "I don't want to be married anymore. I divorce you, and I'm out of here." Uh, you are not under bondage. Uh, you're in a similar s- situation as a believer that has an unbeliever that departs. You got to let them mm-hmm. go. Okay. Okay, but still, but it's okay. I'm sure to still pray. For reconciliation. Absolutely. I want you to I mean, pray for reconciliation. Yeah. That's God's best. You want to pray for okay. God's best. And and the good news is this. You know, we're talking about things. I may be right or wrong in my counsel, right? You have to test all things and hold fast to what is good. 
However, mm-hmm. when you come to the Lord, he's always right. And he will guide you and protect you and serve you and comfort you. And you will not go wrong by waiting, praying, and seeking God on this matter. Okay. And that's what I'm doing. Yes. That's what I'm doing. So, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. 303 690 3000. 303 690 3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Uh, let's see what we got left here. Line one is Caesar. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry, Caesar. We're not going to skip Carlos. Line three is Carlos up in Commerce City. Carlos, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, I was calling to see if um, you could uh, have some prayer. There's two different things. Um, the first thing is going to be for my brother. Um, he has he's he has an addiction. Um, he's addicted to um, fentanyl, and it's kind of overrun his life and um, consumed him. And it's getting to the point where it's it's getting pretty bad. Um, I've tried to help him, not enable him, but um, recently, I've had to distance myself from him because, I mean, there's a chance where it could have got physical between me and him. Um, I don't want to go that route. I mean, he's still my brother. I still care for him and love him, but, I mean, I, I also can't enable him, and I want him to pretty much turn turn his life around. What's his? Uh, can you share his name? Is that okay? Yeah, Michael. Father, I pray for Michael. Uh, I pray, God, that um, you would deliver him and strengthen and establish him. I pray, Father, that you would pour out your spirit upon him, um, bring him to a place of surrender to you. And I pray for Carlos. He's a blessed man. Uh, Michael is to have Carlos in his life. And, and I pray that he would be that, that, um, uh, that he would be that encouragement and that available brother, uh, both physic- physically and spiritually, um, to, see his brother all the way through and i look forward to the call one day that uh, that there's victory freedom and, and newness of life in michael in jesus name amen yeah. um i i do have one other one it's kind of a good thing but i tend to worry a lot so me and my wife just um, bought a house so yes we're not officially in yet but um, with a new house, especially in, in Denver, or it's not Denver, but the Denver area, um, mm. you know, it's quite a hefty um, financial um, mm. responsibility. Mm. So yes. since I worry a lot, you know, I just want to <laughs> make sure that, you know, you guys pray for me that everything continues to go well financially, job-wise, so this way we could, you know, have our house, continue to keep it, and um, continue to grow our family in the house that we, we were able to get. Wow. Father, we are grateful that uh, you've allowed Carlos to get a house and to um, get a mortgage so that he's investing in his future and taking care of his family. So I pray you provide. I just pray according to your word, Lord, that you would provide for his needs according, all of his needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus, both spiritually and physically. And as he grows a family, just thinking today as I was looking at parenting and family in my studies, I'm just reminded what a privilege it is to raise the next generation so thank you for what you're allowing in Carlos' life. Help him with his worry, Lord. It's just that phrase bouncing around in my head. I worry a lot. Lord, would you remove the worry and replace it with fear, with faith, not fear, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Th- um, thank you again. I appreciate you uh, taking my call and praying with me. You're welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. All right. Let's try to... Um, well, I think we're out of time. So uh, we are down to a minute or so. So I'm sorry we can't get to you, Peter. Uh, but please call back. Uh, tomorrow, Pastor Nick will be on the air. So you can uh, connect with him. I'm sorry we took this right up to the end. Um, if I know the marriage was a big deal today. So just want to recommend that book again, Married and How to Stay That Way, Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. You can pick it up at our bookstore, calvaryco.store. You can have it mailed to you, or we ship. We do ship here. Um, I don't know what the charges are, but you, if you're in town, you could pick it up, and you can just you'll see it on the order thing. All of our inventory, or most of our inventory, is on this online store uh, to serve you and encourage you. And remember, all the net proceeds of our bookstore, all of our gear, um, all of our coffee house food, all that, all the net proceeds go right back to our missionaries uh, with an extra check to support them and their families on the field which is great. What a privilege. So thanks for allowing me to be a part of uh, your day today. We're looking at the topic of wives this weekend at Calvary Church. It's our Family Matters series. And I'm just very encouraged to be able to share it. Go to our website, calvaryco.church, calvaryco.church, and all the details are there. Look forward to seeing you, meeting you, so many new people in our church. Very grateful to serve this community and to serve you guys wherever you're listening. Bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.